The views and opinions expressed on this program aren't necessarily those of this station, but those of the sponsors, Armada Advisors. Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. Text in or call in your questions today, 437-1620. My guest this morning, Wesley Odom, the owner of Armada Advisors here in Pensacola, Florida. He's been doing financial advising for over 30 years, and Armada currently manages about $150 million in, and specializes in all types of financial advising from traditional wealth management to company 401ks. And uh, in case you haven't noticed, it's Fat Tuesday for Mardi Gras today, and uh, some of our portfolios might be a little bit fat. We might have to uh, give up some things for Lent in terms of our investments. So uh, so what advice do you have for us today, Wesley? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, Jake. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we need to trim? Well, uh, we talked about early in the year, and I think it makes sense still to reconsider trimming those utility stocks. Um uh, utilities, uh, I've been going down. They were the worst performing asset class last year. Uh, they continue to be the worst asset class this year. Not to say utilities are going to go out of business. They certainly are not. But um, I think that it makes sense to reevaluate where you are and where things could go uh, downward on utilities because the the fact that utilities are continuing to go down indicates that um, some investors believe that interest rates are going to be uh, higher longer and possibly even go up. Um, I know that no one's like talking about that. They're talking about, uh, oh, the Fed's cutting interest rates in March. Well, maybe not. It's going to be in March. It's going to be a little bit later. Uh, I've not been in that opinion. I think there's a possibility that, uh, you know, we could get some surprises. And that's why today we're seeing uh, the market pull back in such a dramatic fashion, uh, a big broad case, broad case uh, pullback because people are trimming a little bit about what's going on. And if we do get an interest rate increase or interest rates remain uh, super high, I should say a little bit higher than usual for a long period of time, then that could really spell uh, bad things for a lot of companies have gone up a lot lately. Um, some of the heavy uh, tech gi- uh, giants, for example. Mm. And uh, so trimming the fat from your portfolio, that could be anything from you, you were talking in the break here, uh, stocks, bonds, uh, uh, 401k investments, things like that. Um, how much power do people usually have over that? Is that something that people can easily do? Do they need to just, talk to their advisor, come talk to you? Well, I know that uh, it begins in a conversation. I mean, you have to ask somebody, just like in the previous show, you know, people are asking Mike about how you, what kind of good things you put in your flower beds, you know, and, uh, you know, what kind of good things you put in your portfolio. And I think it's realistically, it's based on what you're, what you're looking out for. You know, as as, uh, Mike said, you know, if you're planting some ground cover, you know, Asiatic jasmine might be a good idea underneath the tree because you can't get very much to grow underneath that tree. Uh, but go a little bit further, you can get some azaleas out or something like that. Well, you know, in, in similar in a, when you build a portfolio, I think about what your what your goal and objective is, and, you know, what's your time horizon. Um, you know, if you can, uh, you know, I know some people, for example, have a southern company. They, they've owned it for so long. They're like, oh, the southern company's not going to go out of business. You're right. They're not going to go out of business. As long as you can accept the fact that southern company will continue from the principal standpoint, ought to go down a little bit further before it goes up. If you can accept that, then I think you're okay. 
Uh, but you know, if you're one of these people who are just like, oh man, I've got to have an absolute total return to the portfolio, then you might think about, okay, how do I position myself? I know last week we had a, a question talking about bullet uh, ETFs or Invesco, and I was explaining that you know, well, yeah, they have these supposed uh, timelines where you can, you know, like the 24, the 25, the 26, or whatever bullets. Uh, but realistically, there is volatility involved. And if you look today, what happened to interest rates? How interest rates kind of shot up in the two-year. Uh, not that the Fed raised interest rates. It's just that what happened with the, the, the information that came out regarding inflation. And if you own one of these bullets, you're actually losing money today. Mm-hmm. So you got to be realize that it's not necessarily uh, what you think you've got, not necessarily what you have. Uh, I encourage people to really be uh, realize what they have. Realize if they've got a CD, they know they're going to get so much money back when that CD matures. If they have a bond, same thing. If they have a mutual fund, there is risk involved. There's no maturity date. They're investing in those portfolios, and you got to accept what you accept. Uh, and also in this environment right now, I think that where the interest rates are and, and interest rates may or may, by, may not be heading, you've got to accept the fact there might not be any capital gains in your bond portfolios. Mm-hmm. So if you do have those type mutual funds, you need to accept the fact you're only going to get that coupon. So the coupon might be 4 to 6%, and that's it. And and that's not bad uh, if you you know, but you got to accept it, and that's the that's the biggest thing on investors is realizing what they have and do they understand what they have and and are these things meeting their needs? Uh, similar to a garden, you've got to figure out what will grow better in certain environments. And right now, there's certain securities that will grow better, I think, in the environment we've got. Certain ones that probably won't, and certain ones that have gotten you know kind of big. Uh, you know, in valuation recent uh, in the last 12 months. And you got to re- re- realize that and realize that, you know, the company that goes up 200% one year doesn't necessarily do that in the following year. Right. Uh, talking about what I consider alternative investment options, uh, let's talk about cryptocurrency and precious metals. What are your thoughts on these, adding those to our portfolios? Well, I mean, I'm, I've never been a big fan of like Bitcoin and things of that nature. I know there's some other type of uh, cryptocurrencies, Ethereum, and the list goes on. Um, you know, there's some people that believe Bitcoin will survive. Um, if anyone does or whatever, who knows? It's just, it's very difficult to, um, from a valuation standpoint, what do you, how do you evaluate these? It's, it's based on all technical analysis, you know, momentum, um, and where the, where the hot dots going, the feeling. Um, and so it's, it's, um, it's a lot of speculation involved. So, I personally wouldn't do it. I have a few clients who want to do that. Very, very few. I could probably name them, probably name them on, on one hand, mm-hmm. um, if, if that. And actually, I only think of one that Frank uh, is doing that. But um, again, you've got to be sophisticated to do it. Uh, and gold, um, you know, the same guy who buys Bitcoin is probably wanting to buy gold too. Mm-hmm. And I will say that, uh, you know, I hear a lot on advertisements all, all over media about, you know, you ought to get it for the long haul, whatever. Well, if you bought gold for the long haul, you certainly haven't done very much in your portfolio. I mean, they, you're the portfolio of gold, at the return of gold over time has been lousy. I mean, lousy. And there are certain times in which you could have bought gold and really made a good portion, get in, get out. Mm. And then you got to factor in, okay, well, if I'm going to buy gold, what am I going to buy? Am I going to buy the ETF or am I going to buy the bullion? And if I buy the bullion, am I going to buy gold coins or am I going to buy the actual ignorance? you know, the, or, or bars. Mm-hmm. And, it, and if you buy the gold coins, you got to accept the fact, okay, I'm actually paying a premium in some cases. 
at most of the time, actually. And the same thing with silver. I mean, a lot of people are on the silver bug. You know, oh, my gosh, you can pay as much as 30% premium sometimes buying a silver coin than you can buy the, a bar of silver. Hmm. So why would you want to buy, buy the premium? Because when you go to sell it, you think the guy's going to give you, oh, you have a gold, you have a, a silver bar. I'm mm-hmm. going to give you a 30% premium for that. No way. No. He's going to say, I'm going to give you the spot rate. You know, so, yeah. you, you know, there's a lot of things that, like confusion and things like that. If you did want to go in the silver gold category, whatever, it would probably be safer than it, than it would be going to Bitcoin, uh, you know, perhaps. Uh, but, it, you know, again, don't do more than 10% of your portfolio in those type of commodities. Mm. I wouldn't think I would think it would be crazy to do that more than that. And focusing here locally, uh, the real estate sector, I, I just kind of grew up thinking that real estate was pretty much a sure lock. Like that was the only thing that you could really put your faith in that it was going to go up. Of course, you know, we had the housing crash and uh, and all of that uh, that, that kind of set everybody thinking, oh, well, is this really true? Uh, so what do you think? Is the real estate sector the, the strongest one? Should we? Is that always the fail safe? Actually, this year, you know, uh, this year real estate ought to do better i think than it did last year i think last year real estate was up um maybe 11 percent. i could be wrong about that as a sector um Mm -hmm. but the the uh but there were i think that we could get you know real estate's not going away uh the the people the reason people like real estate so much is because number one they can see it right uh number two it's 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 uh they feel like they can understand it um, number three is when they pull their car into the driveway, they don't see a sign in, in the front of their house saying, oh, your real estate went up a thousand or down a thousand or up 5,000, down 10,000. Uh, they don't see that every day. So that makes them feel good that they really, it's a nebulous value. They kind of have in the back of their mind, they think it's worth X. The problem with the real estate, you know, as you know, is that there's liquidity you know, you can't unload real estate for the price that you often want to unload it. And that's why you have guys who are sending you things in the mail and advertise on the radio and TV saying, I'll buy your house. Mm-hmm. And if you just let me know. Um, well, yeah, he'll offer you 50 cents on the dollar. Right. I mean, that's like going to the, uh, the, the you know, the bargain, you know, the thrift store, you know, and starting, you know, I'm going to get rid of some things. Okay. What would you give me for these? Or, you know, or, or on consignment, I mean, a discount, you're never going to get good dollar for these things. So, you know, is real estate a good investment? It can be a great investment, but you got to understand that it's it's location, location, location. Right. And if you have a property that you know is just a uh, let's say not necessarily a great location, your your overall appreciation per year might be three to four percent in in uh, appreciation over time a year. If you're in a better location, let's say a beachfront property, you might be able to get seven to nine percent a year, perhaps. Right. So it just depends. Of where you are and 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 over and annualized kind of growth and, and also when you what you bought it for. I mean, some people get get excited about just like they do in the certain stocks in the stock market. They want to buy high and they get upset when the things don't go higher, and they say, "Next thing I want to I'm going to sell," and they don't they don't care what anyone tells them. They just want to sell, and they'll do it. And the same thing happens in real estate. Unfortunately, in real estate situation, you might get in a situation where. Uh, you know, you've got taxes going up, your insurance is going up, and it's just like a trifecta kind of hitting you, so to speak. In the market conditions, you need the money. You got a mortgage payment you got to deal with, so you just got to unload it, uh, and it's not a good situation. So, um, you know, you just got to be careful, all that kind of stuff. But I think you have to evaluate it, everything. I think it makes sense to talk to your real estate professional. Uh, if you have real real estate, uh, appraisers are really good. You get a good idea there. Um and, and there's certain, you can value real estate stocks. You know, we help do that uh, for folks. Uh, there's a lot of different companies out there. There was one company that we 
uh, got really excited about last year. It was called American Tower. Uh, they'd gone down to really incredible lows. It was just nuts, and and we bought a whole bunch for some clients, and and um, and it, it shot up. And they had a good earnings report. We didn't think they were going to go out of business. Um, they do these cell towers all across the country and, and world, and they've they, you know they went up cons- considerably since then. And uh, you know, and they've pulled back a little bit here lately. But I would think that that real estate stock, stocks, along with others, are going to appreciate um, uh, over the next twelve months. ArmadaAdvisors.com is the website. Go by and check that out. They have a chat feature right there. You can go ahead and send them a message and they will get right back to you. My guest this morning, Wesley Odom, the owner of Armada Advisors here in Pensacola. Uh, you guys use uh, Fidelity. Uh, what What is the advantage of having Fidelity? Why do you guys Why do you guys use Fidelity? Well, when I left a major wirehouse back in 2009, I wanted to go to a place that uh, was a low-cost provider and also was uh, was a big enough custodian that it, it had uh, na- some good name recognition and also could give institutional pricing for my clients. And, um, and so we did, and I don't regret it. I think it was the best decision I ever made, frankly, in, in terms of uh, where to work. And um, anyway, we all, I've done business with other custodians like Vanguard and, we, and, and uh, Charles Schwab. We actually still have a relationship with them. And you know, there's just no comparison between these other guys. I mean, Fidelity is the largest, fin- uh, you know, I guess, uh, wirehouse, uh, not a wirehouse per se, but a, a custodian, financial yeah. services custodian in the world for a reason. They do it right. Uh, 401ks, we, you know, 401ks is a big part of our business. And um, we, um, you know, we wanted a good place we could find a home for these type uh, companies because when you go to Fidelity, around I think at ninety eight percent or so, something like that, of the clients who go to Fidelity never leave mm. because they're so happy there. And so I think in in town we're probably the um, I don't know that might be the the largest uh, registered investment advisory firm who deals with Fidelity in Pensacola. So um, it's really good to to be that custodian if you have a Fidelity account. It it's really good to get local input. Um, I mean, you know, and, and, uh, that's, that's what we can do, um, and really pass on those savings to, um, to, you know, to folks. Each person, as they come into their investment portfolio, is their 401k strategy going to differ from that of the next person? Is it going to vary greatly, uh, depending on the person and what they want? Absolutely. I mean, you've got to remember that, uh, everybody, no one has a, no pie chart fits everybody. And, and, uh, and we don't we don't ever look at people at pie charts. Uh, you have to. I looked at a uh, a new client the other day. Actually, came in from called me from here in the radio uh, uh, and uh, sat down with him and he showed me his portfolio and you know I had some uh, I think some meaningful suggestions how he could increase uh, his positions. He had some overlap in some of the positions. He had some investments that weren't working and had not worked uh, for him and uh, had been you know given to him by basically a salesman where it was it would want to charge high commissions and whatnot and other investments. So he was able to reevaluate the 401k, get it, um, kind of tweak it a little bit. And, uh, you know, and we're going to get, be able to get him in a position so that he can do what he wants to do, which is he wants to retire at age 62. Mm. And so a lot of people have certain goals and it's important to me to try to evaluate how we can do that and also bring up pitfalls. You know, a lot of people sometimes bring up you know, I want to retire, you know, unrealistically, they, they want to retire really, really early mm-hmm. and they don't account for, let's say, um, healthcare cost. Right. You know, long-term care. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And they, they, 
so anyway, there's a lot of things we do to help people kind of make figure out if it's real or not, if it can be done. Uh, we run a program uh, that kind of assesses what's it's, runs a Monte Carlo simulation, which is a fancy term for statistical analysis about what the odds are of this happening. And we run it uh, if uh, the market uh, performs significantly below uh, what we think. And if it, whereas if it performs on average, uh, typically we've been able to get people more than average rate of return for the portfolios, which is good. But we always like to run it worst case scenario and average. Mm. And so that way they have a, you know, kind of an idea because you don't want to, you know, present somebody with a, uh, oh yeah, no problem. And all of a sudden when they get there, it's like the train has left the station. Right. You know, yeah. no one wants to be in that situation because there's always things that pop up in people's lives. I have it. Everybody has it where they need a new car or whatever, mm-hmm. or, you know, and they, you just name it. Right. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are, you know, thinking twice about their betting strategies, uh, especially, you know, I, I hear a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, I'm scratching, scratching my scratch offs. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. my retirement plan. Or now with all of this sports betting, you know, during the Super Bowl, I'm sure a lot of people were hoping they're, they were going to cash out on that. But we've all heard the joke about people stuffing cash in their mattress and, that, and that's their retirement plan. But but people are leaving more money in cash these days. Why is that? Well, I think that they're because they feel like it's safe. You know, well, mm. I got cash. Um, I'm going to bet it on the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, God, please don't. Uh, yeah, please don't. don't. You know, it's such a sure thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. There's nothing's a sure thing. So it's right. Um, you know, and I also think that they, you know, like the, if I, if they, or an older person, one time uh, an older client came in my office and there, when I say older client, they were like a depression era person. They've since passed. Mm. And, and they had like, $10,000 worth of cash in a shoebox. And I was like, we don't take that. We don't take that. And uh, we don't, you know, we don't take cash. We don't take, you can write a check. That's fine. But we don't take cash. Mm. Um, so anyway, that, you know, why would you do that? Um, another guy, uh, uh, actually, a client of mine had a, uh, actually, client's uh, grandfather put rolls of $100 bills in his double barrel shotgun. I mean, just packed. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. You know, um, so anyway, you, you, the, the list goes on. I can go just crazy things that people have done that I've dealt with in over 30 years. And you'd be like, oh, no, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but why do people do this? I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, it's always good to have some cash because what you say, you say, you never know. Well, yeah, yeah you never know. You need some liquidity there. Yeah, some liquidity. But, you know, look what's happening in China. In China, uh, you know, a client of mine told me how their mother went back to China just because she's uh, uh, part, uh, was grew up in China and since became American citizen and she was visiting and um, she said she went to the market and they didn't, they don't, they don't accept currency anymore. There's no cash. Hmm. It's all like these little bank cards. So in, in some, there's like a European country that's kind of like that too. I forget which one it is, but you know, will that happen in the United States? I hope not. Mm, right. But I mean, that could happen where they're tracking you everywhere and you're using the, the, there's no cash. And then all of a sudden the people who have cash get premium, you know, Oh, you have cash. Oh, I can give it to you for, Less expensive. Right. Just like at the gas pump, there's a cash price and a credit price. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, but you won't yeah. be able to get cash unless you really want it. So anyway, it's kind of weird. I hope that that doesn't happen, but uh, we'll see. You know, it's right. just kind of scary. Uh, coming up after the break, the Fox News break at 1030, we're going to get into, I want to get into some clean energy um, topics here. Talk about uh, electric vehicles. That's all the rage now. And uh, some people are actually enraged <laughs> being mad uh, about them because they won't start if the temperature drops uh after a certain degree uh and we saw that this winter it was just it was just wild and people just stacking these cars up at the at the charge lines because they cannot get their cars to start uh so we'll talk about that after the break stay tuned 
Get your questions in before it's too late, 437-1620. Before we get to this break, I want to go ahead and just get some of your predictions for uh, best and worst stocks and why for this year. Wow. Uh, Where do I begin? Um, You know, one of the one stock we've had in our portfolio literally for years, I think almost every client has, has it is, uh, Amazon, mm. you know, I mean, it's still, yeah, it, it's done particularly well. Of course, uh, people were doubting my, uh, call in, uh, 2000 and was it 22 when Amazon went down 44% or something like mm. that. And they were like, Oh man, are you crazy? I said, don't worry. They made some mistakes. And of course, they made up for those in this past year. They were up eighty point eight percent, and this year they're up even more. Right. Um, of course, recently uh, Jeff Bezos, who's a former the guy who founded Amazon, mm-hmm. announced he was going to sell a whole bunch of shares. Um, I mean, when I say a whole bunch, like 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 billions or something, or whatever, because wow. he needs some cash. Whatever, um, you know, hard times for hard Bezos. times. That's right. Tough, <laughs> tough, tough, tough. Yeah. Anyway, I, am I saying I wish I had that problem? Right. Uh, but I, I think that that company. I mean, if you think about a company that's actually changing the way that we as Americans uh, are are shopping, it, it is. I mean, I talk to so many people, including myself, who gets get lazy and not, don't want to get off my butt and go to the store. Sometimes I just go, it's easier to sit there in Amazon. It's okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You need toilet paper? Amazon will send it to you. Yeah. And next year, they're actually going to come out with a um, uh, an internet service, believe it or not. So really? people, if they haven't cut the cord with Cox, they can certainly do it now huh. or next year, rather. And, and they're, they're, uh, it's, just, it's just amazing how they're uh, going into different uh, markets and expanding their footprint of uh, trying to help uh, make the big add value so mm. i think that the um and they're not, they're also going into other countries which is exciting i mean and with their they're experiencing growth that they didn't expect because people are kind of like americans they like it it's so efficient oh yeah i wish they'd run social security you know <laughs> yeah wouldn't that be helpful right and you got the same people who work in the social security um you know the same numbers if not more but yet the computerization of our society has gotten infinitely more better over years but it's very difficult, more difficult now to deal with these guys than before. Mm-hmm. So what does it tell you? There's people not efficiently doing what they should do, not incorporating the, the technology like in Social Security that they should. Um, so anyway, it's kind of scary, but um, that's, that's uh, whatever. That's one of my favorite stocks, although this year it's not going to go up 80%. Uh, so don't, don't, it's just going to go up some, but it's just right. not going to go up as much. Also like a company called um, Alphabet Google. Uh, I've had that positioned for a lot of folks, and it's really, really good. They're doing... Uh, they're not only a search engine, but they're getting into artificial intelligence. They're developing these car auto autonomous cars. Um, you you name it. It seems like they're they're put, they're also running YouTube. Uh, they're also running YouTube TV, which is competing with a lot of like the self uh, the the cell phone companies as well as uh, your 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 uh, cable companies and whatnot so there's a lot of things that are, they're they're very exciting they're uh, they're very and i also like uh some healthcare stocks i mean there's certain ones i mentioned last week that our favorite pick this last this year was uh, i think it was true leave and it's right. up like huge um probably o- up over maybe 80 percent this wow. year to date um you know i don't think that i think it's uh the best run american mar- medical marijuana company mm-hmm. out there um and then um you know, there are other healthcare companies that are bigger that are really good. Uh, Nova Nordisk are involved in diabetes and weight loss. Eli Lilly, uh, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very exciting. 
Um, you know, there's cons- some consumer staple companies that, that I think are really good. Yeah. There's a company that uh, we like quite a bit called uh, Celsius is a drink company. Oh, yeah. I've heard of Celsius. All right. Get your questions in. Uh, somebody wants to know about GameStop stock. Um we all recall that I'll call it an event that happened with uh, the GameStop uh, stock. And uh, we'll get to that coming up after the break. We're also going to talk about green energy, electric vehicles, and uh, what what maybe might do well or not do well in the next year. ArmadaAdvisors.com. We'll be right back. My husband, Alex Hesse, was hit by an IED in Afghanistan. I was playing man in foot patrol, and I slept on the bomb. Lost my legs and left hand in an explosion and he suffered a severe traumatic brain injury. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. There are so many mountains to climb, and we do it together. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. Seeing Alex learning how to snow ski, that's life-changing. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Alex did it. He skied down this mountain. That's something he won't forget. With the right support, there are no limits. To see him on that slope and smiling like that, we'll be taking this home. This has meant so much. Thank you, DAV. Alex Hussey, thank you for your service. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in-depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Stream us live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3, and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I am your host, Jake Walker. My guest this morning, Wesley Odom, the owner of Armada Advisors here in Pensacola, Florida. Check them out at armadaadvisors.com. They have a chat feature there. Just go ahead and send them a message and they'll get right back to you. Uh, we, right before the break, we had a text question uh, from a listener wanting to know your thoughts on GameStop. Is it still a meme stock? Get out. <laughs> I guess you could say, should we plant it or prune it? Yes. Prune it, actually remove it from the garden bed. Yep. Cut it's it a back. Weed. It's a weed. Yes. I mean, it's down 20% roughly year to date. The stock market's up like 4.8. All right. If you annualize the return of the stock market, because we've been about a, what, a month and a half now. Mm-hmm. So year to date, the, the market, if it kept on advancing, which I don't think it would, uh, not to this degree, it would be at 38%. If we kept on going down like GameStop, we'd be down 160%. Right. So, no, GameStop is – you can look at a stock. You can say, okay, what is the company doing to position themselves for long-term growth? And if you look at a GameStop, that's not it. They're right. not positioning themselves just like Blockbuster Video was not positioning itself for long-term growth. Right. I think there's one Blockbuster Video in the country that exists in Michigan. I don't know what those people were doing there, but they're – Probably hanging on to hang on. But yeah. I, Netflix has taken over that market, just like I think going direct and everything. I mean, the only thing I could think you could go, I mean, I don't know. I, I, just, I would give it up. 
I would I would think that GameStop's just like that one, um, you know, blockbuster you mentioned. It's more of sort of just like a, you know, just a special thing that people do. Uh, what do you call that? Um, it was good for its time. Yeah, and just people do it just for the novelty of it, you know. Uh, just like, hey, I'm hanging out at the only blockbuster in the country, and it's just, you know, get a cup of coffee. But you're not, you know, you're not renting videos. Uh, you know, and at GameStop, you know, you're you're downloading most of those games now. You can't even find actual physical copies of the games. So they're basically just a gift store for memorabilia. So it's really, yeah. So I, I agree with you there. Get out. Get out while you can. Yeah, I mean, uh, what are some other stocks that we should avoid in 2024? Ooh. Um, you know, I think the biggest risk is obviously investing into a stock that's already had a huge run up so to speak and 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 without doing your homework to figure out okay is it really rich based on uh, a metric certain metrics about valuation you know how would you value it i think you'd ask your advisor about that saying well how, how would you value it you know is it benjamin graham method are you applying a relative valuation method i mean how would you how would you come across that just like you'd ask a a uh, an appraiser, how we evaluate a stock, a house, you know, mm -hmm. uh, there are different methods you could use. Um, you know, the same thing with your financial guy. We actually do that. We actually evaluate different securities, different ways to figure out, okay, it, what the, what are the risk, you know, cause we ultimately people want to, uh, walk away with more capital than they, than they, they, uh, came to you with, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that that's a big thing. Also, I would be fearful of the yield trap. You know, sometimes I see people who, they see this uh, a stock or it could be a, a bond fund that pays a huge dividend, but they don't understand what the risks are. Um, I remember being at a party one time and there was this uh, uh, a medical doctor who's a smart guy. He probably knows medicine really, really well, but he was extolling the virtues of, of AT&T, how he's not going to go out of business. Well, I agree it's not going to go out of business, but you know, he didn't evaluate and didn't, he asked me eventually, what do you think, Wes? You're actually in the financial industry. And, and uh, I said, well, you know, at the time, this was like many years ago, I said, you know, look at what they, they just bought uh, at the time they bought DirecTV. And I said, look how much they bought DirecTV for. I said, was that an accretive transaction? Mm. You know, what, did that adding, add in money to the valuation to the bottom line? And no, it actually, it, it paid too much for it. And they also bought like uh, TNT, uh, what do you get, Turner Broadcasting? Mm. I mean, that was not a good buy. Yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, you know, if that were such a good buy, why is Netflix building, making more and more new movies? You know, you can watch Gone with the Wind only so many times, <laughs> right? you know, before you say, okay, I want to see something new. Right. You know, I mean, it's good to have the the, the library and all that kind of stuff, the historical movies. I, I like that. You know, it's, it's good for once in a while. Mm -hmm. But, you know, show me some modern stuff. You know, show me some things I can identify with. It's kind of mm -hmm. like watching a, a and, and we I did this last night. I watched an old I Love Lucy show. Okay. Now. It was funny, but you know, if you you, you wouldn't see the same jokes on, on, on you know, today. I, I was an old guy who grew up with that, you right. know, so I, I appreciated it. But you know, again, the the comedy is different now. Mm -hmm. So you know, you got to understand the same thing with securities. You got to understand what you're buying. There's risk involved, you know, and and in that situation, I remember I remember you know AT and T. The guy was advocating buy it at forty, and I think AT and T is probably less than twenty, or I don't know where it is right now, somewhere. So it's a lot lower. So I think you just, it makes sense to really, you know, you go to a doctor for doctor advice, you go to a financial guy for some financial advice. It really makes sense. And they never show up on time to install the cable. <laughs> That's why I don't invest in them because I've already invested enough time because they're like, I oh, will be here sometime between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. four days later. Yeah. All right, moving on. I want to get into this because this is something I'm really interested in. Uh, let's talk oil 
and uh, green energy stocks. You know, I like oil right now. I yeah. really do. I think that, you know, there even was a, with all the turmoil. Oh, or, it's yeah. all smoke and mirrors, so to speak. Yeah. The people were like, you know, it was so funny the other day, one of the talking heads and I, I was on TV was saying, yeah, I think you really ought to market. We're waiting to all the sectors in the S&P. And then later they asked the guy, what do you think of oil? Like 15 minutes later, oh, we would stay away from oil. Really? Well, hmm. you just said you make a market waiting, which has oil in it. We, I, I like oil. Always, oil is probably one of the four top sectors I think this year will do really, really well. Mm-hmm. You know, we just had a refinery that actually went out of business, not out of business, excuse me, shut down in Indiana. It's one of the largest in the country. That's a, that's a definitely, the, the, you think the demand went down? No, no, the demand is still high. Yeah. But the supply just got cut. What is that going to do? It's going to position oil prices for higher. So um, oil companies are making deals. You know, uh, uh, Diamond, uh, Diamond, uh, Diamond, I forget, the Diamond, uh, oof. F-A-N-G is their symbol. Um, anyway, they just uh, the old company we owned just announced a big, huge mega deal. I think it was today, um, and uh, and that's a good, that's a creative. It was a creative uh, a transaction, which means it's going to add value to the shareholders. It's going to be a really good deal. So Exxon, you know, about a few months ago announced a really good deal. So these companies are not crazy. They think they know that oil prices are going to go up. Uh, at some point, and you have OPEC that's actually turning down the the valve to kind of help to go push oil prices up. So I think we're, you know, if you think everything else is going to go up and oil is going to go back down to, you know, whatever, $20 a barrel, you are high. <laughs> You're on a GameStop high or something. <laughs> You're okay? on one of those uh, yeah. uh, True Leave. <laughs> well, I like True Leave. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So on the other side of that, uh, I hear in the news every day about green energy and electric vehicles and are they are they the wave of the future is that something that everybody should be investing in i don't think that's going to be the answer i mean if you look Mm -hmm. at like toyota for example they're not even into that sector because this chairman is a really smart guy i admire him a great deal and he says you know it's just not going to work and and it's not i mean people were voting with it with their dollars Mm -hmm. they're saying hey listen we don't want these things and it makes sense. I mean, if you have a hurricane here in Northwest Florida and you, you get out of town with your Tesla, whatever, and you're going to Montgomery and you're looking for a charging station, you got about a hundred people ahead of you. Right. And what are you going to do? Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. I mean, you're going to be able to find a gas station somewhere at Montgomery. You might have waited a little bit, but you're going to get in and out. So I think that the, the solution is not going to be that it's going to be, uh, I really would like to think that hydrogen might be something that might be viable eventually. Right. Um, we're not exactly there yet for the consumer on the, that level. Uh, only in California, I think they have hydrogen stations where you can actually do that. Hmm. So I think we're, the verdict's still out. But, um, you know, we just got to wait and see. But a, a pure electric vehicle, I think it's just, it's just uh, really not really smart. I mean, think about it. You know, your iPhone only lasts so many charges. Mm-hmm. Your battery's only going to get so many charges. Not these things right. are magical because they have it. Uh, electrical vehicle and, and you know it they're only your your vehicle the trade-in value is only worth the batteries right you know, and so. and it's is it really helping the environment because where do we get all this electricity from right <laughs> we're right. still burning you're still getting it. fossil fuels to get the electricity uh, but anyway um all right so coming up in uh 2024 what gives you the most concern what do you think oh this uh, what are you worried about in the market well I, I think what it worries me is uh, um, that so too many people are going to believe in the go maybe go too long on the uh, uh, bonds and and they realize that uh, they shouldn't have been that long. For example, that could be a problem. Uh, I think at this level, um, I think also too you've got people who 
bought too high on certain companies thinking that just because the communication sector or the technology sector went up, that they've got to go up another whatever. And so they're going to have to, their hold time is going to be a lot lower. I really think that there, it makes sense, especially now in, in a market where you've had, you know, 13 and a half months of really good returns on the stock market um, to look around and say, okay, what's on sale? You know, you're not going to, you're not going to go to a department store and say, I'd like to buy the most expensive thing in the store, please. <laughs> you're never going to do that. No. But people actually do that all the time in my industry. And I'm like, why? You know, well, it's all, you know, you got to look for value to some extent. You really do. And, and uh, you know, if I'm going to pay an expensive price for that, that security that's already going up a whole bunch, what, is our, what are the risks? That's what we need to ask. And that's what we try to do is try to analyze that risk. Right. Um, anyway, I think that's the, those are the biggest things that worry me that, um, you know, I think that, you know, I can't predict interest rates, although I do believe that inflation's here. It's not going to go away anytime soon. We've got that. People talk about interest rates more than they care to think of. And to me, interest rates are like, you know, cocaine junkies. You know, people want to go to zero to just drive the whole economy. But the Federal Reserve's got to be careful about how they run that. And I really believe that, you know, we've got some smart guys up there, like, in the, who are a lot smarter than me, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, in, in running that train. And I can't, be, I just got to invest based upon them. What's out there, you know, what's on sale right now. Right. Armadaadvisors.com. Go by and check them out. They have a chat feature right there on the homepage. You can send them a message and they will get right back to you. Armada Advisors, navigating clients toward their financial destinations since 2009. Speaking of that, um, People, what would you say to people who are sort of in the uh, the wealth preservation side of retirement? What what can they do to safeguard their portfolio? Well, I think that they need to figure out uh, how they have things titled is real important. Um, you know, do they have? Uh, um, are they prepared to have a will in place? Do they have um, a healthcare surrogate? Uh, what hap- What would happen right now if they did die? How would those assets go to their you know off? you know, to where they want them to go. Do they want them to go to their kids? Do they want them to go to their nephew? Uh, where they, Who's going to be the executor, for example? Right. You know, um, uh, do they have a trust? Would it be better to, to probate their estate or would it be better to avoid probate and have a trust? Um, if so, who would want to be the trustee of that trust, who they'd want to do that? Uh, you know, we've actually, I've actually been a court-appointed trustee. I've actually served as trustee and still serve as trustee for certain clients. So when they pass on, I've served as executor of trustees. Uh, our executor, you know, uh, to, to process somebody, uh, you know, g- pay out everyone's money to the beneficiaries and you know, be like that third party judge. Uh, I've done all that stuff in my career and, um, you know, I know how to do it. And, and I think that's really important to think about those things. And also to, you know, uh, all the assets, you know, where are they? You know, do you have a stock certificate somewhere? Do you have an old money market account somewhere? You had one lady one time, she had a, um, uh, I think a thousand dollar mutual fund that her husband had. She didn't even know about it, and he died. And she spent like over a thousand dollars trying to probate that one thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, but it's you not just, writing. Yeah, you got to really think about what's out there, and then sit down with somebody like myself and say, okay, this is what I want, and also figure out, okay, uh, how how is it? How are these assets in your in the wealth preservation mode? Are they in a in a situation where you can? not afford to, you know, so most people can't afford to take a 20% dip when you're 85 years of age. Right. You know, so what are you doing to minimize that in your portfolio? Um, and, uh, that's, that's where you go to somebody like, you know, have you done a shock test on your portfolio? And you can do that. We can do that for you and figure out if it's, if it, if it's, uh, if you're in a situation where you need to worry about that. 
Get your questions in before it's too late, 437-1620. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. My guest this morning, Wesley Odom, the owner of Armada Advisors here in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, go check them out at 610 North Spring Street. Nope. Or just, no, nope. we moved. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got the new location 1800 now. North E Street. Yeah, we, we're, we've contacted uh, Google to try to get that done. It's like uh, talking to the Social Security office. You can't get things done real quickly. <laughs> Did the number change or is it still? No, the st- number's okay. still the same. It's just Eight. we went to a bigger facility. Okay. Uh, it actually is walk-in, no steps, so it's easy for retired people to get in and out. Ground uh, level. Nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Best bigger. Right. It's right across the street from the Old Baptist Hospital if you're local and you remember where that is. That's right. Yeah, 850-497-6167 or armadaadvisors.com. Uh, what do you think about annuities? Do you Yay or nay? Nay, I'm not a real big fan of them. They can you 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 give up so much, uh, and there's a lot of people who don't understand what they have uh, in the annuities. They don't understand the 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 uh, the perks that they call them or the benefits they they call them. Uh, they're they're uh, somewhat smoking guns uh, in a sense. You really don't know what you're getting. I've got a lot of people who tell me what they think they have, and then when you look at it, the uh, the prospectus, for example, or read it, and you like say this is not what you say you had. Notice this is what it says, and they go oh. Well, how much is it costing me? Well, you know, it's every annuity is different. Um, you know, I I think that the a better the best annuity would be like a a fixed annuity if it was paying really really good. Like a I remember in two thousand eight, it was a six percent annuity offered by a company. It was a straight six, like a CD for ten years. It was no ins or outs about it. It was like a fixed annuities. No, I mean, really simple. They don't have those anymore right now, but that was a good deal. And I remember people telling me at the time, they said, oh, man, that's, I can't believe you're putting people on that. I said, man, 6% for 10 years is a good deal on part of your money right now. It's, it, we have a particular bad, we have a bad situation going on right now in 2008. A lot of things going bad. Of course, it got really bad in, in, in 2008. And uh, those people were grateful to get the six, you know, compared to what, what happened. So right. anyway, you just got to be, I think, uh, cognizant of what you're in uh, but as a rule i just don't believe in them I, I i think you can i know you can make more money in other asset classes and actually get your money anytime you want to and not have to put up with oh there's a 10-year waiting period you get out mm-hmm. your money what a 10-year contingent deferred sales charge that means the guy got like maybe eight percent nine percent commission oh, that's crazy mm-hmm. we don't we don't do commissions we don't do commissions at our mod advisors it's strictly no low kind of uh, arrangement with us mm-hmm. we charge an asset advisory fee oh okay all right. So I, w- I was going to ask, you know, what what sets what sets your firm apart? And that would definitely be one of them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, we get if you make more money, we make more money. If we goes down, we make less money. I mean, it's real simple. Um, uh, I met with a guy yesterday, a new client. He was like, wow, this is really reasonable. I, I, I can this is uh, this is really good. I like this. I'm getting really good advice and uh, it's, it, I'm still with Fidelity. I'm just going to let you guys help me with it. I said, that sounds great. We can do that. Yeah. So it was it was a layup for him, and hopefully it can be a layup for some other people. Right. Now, lots of people are moving into this area, and we've had so much in the news lately about, you know, loan forgiveness, paying for college, how people have racked up all this student debt. Uh, hopefully with all of the sports betting and OnlyFans <laughs> and things like that, hopefully kids aren't taking that money and uh, spending it on things other than education. But all these people moving into town with the kids and they want to start saving for education in the future, what uh, what are some options that you can offer them at our Armada Advisors? Well, there are three types of accounts for kids that are real popular. One is uh, custodial accounts, which have been around for a long, long time. They're probably in existence when I was a kid. Uh, basically, that's 
you invest money for the, the parent can, is the custodian, so to speak, and the um, the kid is the is for the benefit of the the kid, and you kind of banish it for the kid. And at age eighteen, that money is available to go to the kid. Um, you know, bingo, it's his. Um, the other choice is an education IRA. Don't like it as much. Um, you know, you only put two thousand dollars a year in it. It can be used for private education before college. It can, uh, at age thirty, though, you've got to do something with it uh, because you know if you haven't used it by then, you got to do something. So it's kind of re- restrictive. Again, you have to be a certain income level to be put money in. You can give it to the maid though, and the maid can give it to you. <laughs> and it's kind of crazy, but anyway, I don't like it as much. Uh, there's a lot of companies Fidelity won't even do them, okay? Because right. just whatever. Uh, and then 529s. 529s are and uh, they come in the prepaid, like the Florida prepaid program is a 529 type program. It's really really good. Florida has some great schools. I highly recommend people go to that website, uh, prepaid Florida prepaid, and look into that. If you have kids, the other option is you can actually do your own. It's like say, okay, I think my kid might want to go out of state, and uh, you can actually do your own 529 where you kind of. Um, put money in you can go anywhere you want to and uh, that that fidelity has i think really good program i know my kids we did one well with vanguard i wasn't really impressed with it um and compared to the fidelity one um but um anyway it's more restrictive in the sense you put money in there you can't really uh you can't do day trade or anything like that of course you shouldn't be doing day trading <laughs> right uh, with kids education money yeah um and and you can only like sell it like two or three times in a year or something like that you can't you know so you have to be very uh smart about investing in it and and they have different options you can go age weighted you know which means the closer you get to 18 it comes more conservative or you might want to do a more aggressive option or whatever i mean so you have to think about that and talk with your financial advisors we actually don't uh charge money on our 529 plans uh, because we really believe that that is very important for our clients to to kid for kids education towards education so we'd even charge them uh, we'd give that as a uh, freebie, so to speak, when right. they do business with us. Right. Well, people, of course, they, they love their dividends, right? And uh, so unless unless your advisor's last name is Madoff, um, what, <laughs> what, uh, what, why should investors be wary of these high dividend funds that well, we hear I mean, about? You know, dividends, uh, because it's the dividend trap again. You know, you mm-hmm. go into a dividend and think, oh, that's a great dividend. Well, you don't realize the company maybe is not growing their business the way they should. Uh, it's abnormally high for the industry. And the next thing you know, you, you, they cut their dividend. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they cut the dividend. Really? Are you really surprised? And so these people will go into maybe an ETF, uh, maybe a uh, another type of fund, maybe an, even a, a, a high-yield fund, which is another misnomer for junk bonds. And they'll they'll say, uh, they'll think that dividend is sacrosanct. And they realize that it's not sacrosanct. And they can really, they, they can lose some money. So I think it's very important to know what you're buying. And, and that's when you go to someone like me, me and say, okay, what's, what are the risks? You know, what, what kind of upside do you have there? Can, can you buy, build your own portfolio and have dividends? Yeah, there's a company we've advocated people have owned. I have one client who owned it probably since the 1990s. is up like, I don't know, in thousands percent, I think. And, uh, it's, uh, and he's, he's gotten dividend increases over 600% in the last 10 years. And, and that's, wow. uh, that's uh, more than you would have raised your rent at the renter who ridden your, uh, in your rental house. Mm-hmm. And that company is, uh, it, we see it all the time. It's called Home Depot. Oh yeah. You know, so I mean, you know, that's, that's a great company that is raising their dividend. Mm-hmm. You could own it. And if you buy it right, you, you're, you're, you're making it. 
you know. And Home Depot aren't aren't they buying up land too? Like that's part of their yeah. their deal. They own ninety some odd percent of their their store locations. I mean, you yeah, so you're getting smart. a real estate stock basically with a good business. Mm. Yeah, that's gold. That's great. Um, all right, so we, we've covered a lot today. Thank you so much for being here. Um, the best way to get in touch with you guys, give them a call. Uh, I, I mentioned the number earlier, 850-497-6167. And uh, you guys have your new location over at 1800 North E Street. Uh, go by and check them out or just go online, armadaadvisors.com. They have a chat feature there, and they will get right back to you if you send them a message. Um, all right, so what can we look forward to uh, in, in 2024? What 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 kind of crazy things do you think are going to happen that nobody is really expecting? Well, I think I think that it, we're going to get surprises like we did today uh, mm. on a repetitive basis throughout the year, and it's going to cause the market not to annualize at a 38% annualization rate right now. Uh, I mean, if you again, we're up like 4.8% roughly year to date on the stock market. So I think that it's not realistic that we're going to have a 38% rate of return mm. at the end of 2024. So I think it's going to be a lot more modest. Um, we're still going to have positive rate of return because, as we talked about in prior, previous shows, about 82% of the time during a federal election year, the stock market is positive. I think we're going to get that. Yeah. It's just we're going to have some surprises along the way in inflation, and that's going to give the heebie-jeebies on people. And so you got to be prepared for that and be in the right sectors are going to do well. And I think those sectors we've talked about before, we'll talk about it again sometime in the future. Yeah. Well, go by armadaadvisors.com and uh, send them a message and they'll get right back to you or just uh, give them a call 850-497-6167 their new location 1800 north e street in pensacola uh, they've been serving you for many many years so go by and check them out thank you wesley thank you. listen on air at 92.3 95.3 and am 1620 news radio 92.3 wnrp golf breeze milton pensacola